What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in. Another snowy Friday. It's old around here. Opened the blinds and I was like, I'm gonna have to wipe off my car again. I hate that Wait. so much. Wait, it snowed? I mean, it's snowing where I'm at. I don't know if it's snowing where you're at. Oh, it's man. snowing where I'm at. So, not a fan. Not a fan, I must say. I mean, it's not coming down super bad, but it's it's coming down. It looks like the light stuff, so maybe it'll just brush lightly and easily off my windshield. Hopefully that's yeah. the case. Otherwise, if it's the heavy stuff, then I'm just going to plant my face into it and, yeah, go for that. <laughs> but... We thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're catching us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and uh, all the other outlets you can find us at. Big Friday today. We got Nuggets basketball tonight, preseason game number three. I believe the final one of the preseason. It'll be against Portland again after they kind of smacked them around a little bit the other night. And then uh, we got the Denver Broncos tomorrow. Not Sunday, tomorrow. So I just, I just, the YouTube thing just popped up and I look like E.T. <laughs> I should probably just, just undo this a little bit. Show some hair. I feel, feel exactly like E.T. Uh, nice product placement in the background with the Sun Chips. If you'd like to sponsor us Sun Chips, go on ahead. That's free advertisement right there. Um, except it's the cheddar version and no one likes that version. Version. It's, it's garden salsa all day. Anyways. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got to get to our picks. Um, screw off Raiders. Uh, <laughs> my hatred for you only has grown tenfold. So I hope failure upon your organization uh, for many, many years to come. No one last night. We were texting back and forth. Uh, first off, like, I don't I, I think I know the answer to this. But when the Broncos were dominating recently like for that four or five year stretch the AFC West wasn't this pathetic was it like the Chiefs were good uh but the Broncos were just better but like the Raiders and Chargers weren't like embarrassing like the Broncos and Raiders and Chargers are right now I think I think they were because even the Chiefs at times because the Broncos went on a massive winning streak within the division yeah, I mean, but I mean, these teams weren't like shank and feel like that game was embarrassing last night. Like if I'm a Raiders fan or a Chargers fan, I don't feel good about that. It's like kind of how I go for a midnight snack to the cookie dough at night. And I'm like, you know what? Seven spoonsfuls sounds amazing right now. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what? Seven spoonfuls was not amazing last night. Like, it sounds good in the moment, and you feel good about that win, and then you wake up the next day, and you're like, ugh, that just feels dirty and gross and embarrassing. I'm ashamed about that. That's yeah, how I would feel I mean, as a Raiders fan and a Chargers fan. The, I, I feel the quarterbacks at the time were Phillip Rivers, Derek Carr, still, right? Yeah, I mean, he, um, was, yeah, he, was, he was young. He was like first two, three years. And then Alex Smith. So, yeah, so I mean, I don't think the division like there was a stretch where I think the division was like the best in the league. So I don't know if they like these teams are embarrassed. Like the Broncos have their moments. They've obviously done better in these last few weeks. But the Broncos have been pretty much an embarrassment the last two, three years, Um, mainly under Vance Joseph that last year when they were just getting blown off the field every week. 
And then you got the Chargers missing two game-winning field goals. Um, you have the Raiders uh, who won. I mean, I don't know who 27 is. That Mullins guy, I think, is his last name. My goodness. Get him some safety help or that guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we woke up this morning and, and they cut him. He had like six penalties last night. I was like, please, someone put Stickham on his hands together so he can't hold anymore. Just have him run with his body after the guy the whole time and try and knock it down with his helmet. It was just embarrassing. Uh, you had Marcus Mariota. I mean, the guy's wide open in the middle, and he somehow throws it behind him. That's why Marcus Mariota, unfortunately, is a backup quarterback. He looks good. He looks good. And then, oh, there's that throw. And, oh, there's Chris Harris Jr. running down the other sideline. Which that tackle, by the way? I don't know if you saw it on the replay, but it looked like Chris Harris died on that tackle. <laughs> he was running so hard. And then Mariota, like, came out of nowhere like a freaking Jaguar. Just got him from his back. And Chris is like, nah. He, like, you just see his mouth open all wide. And it was it was hilarious. But, yeah, the, those two teams last night were just embarrassing. Missed field goals. Uh, goal line just... I thought the Broncos were terrible at the goal line. Uh, the the Raiders, I mean, my goodness, man. I just, the, there are so many bad things about that game. And, of course, I'm the one that ends up taking the L. And you should have you should have been the one that took the L. It's the Chargers. They no, found every way to lose that game last night. You're the Kings. Every way. I'm no. you. No, no you, way. You asked me last night. No way. And then I asked you, who did you pick? And okay, you said first the Raiders. Off, and so I'm like, okay, I will take the Chargers. First off, I was Purely correct. Based off of that. The last one, two, Well, uh, I wasn't three, opposite of you. Three like, Thursday night games, I've been good. So I'm yeah. just saying. Plus, I'm up 15 games still. So who is the jinxy cat here? Let's let's look at the overall score. You texted me that last night, like, oh yeah, Chargers suck it. And I was like, you can have this battle, but I'm gonna win the war. All right, so you can have the battle for this little you know province neighborhood over here, but I'm gonna take the territory when it's all said and done. That crumble will I be think, mine. I think I'm gonna be within 10 by. The no. end of the season. I don't. I don't think so. Well, going into the playoffs. I don't think so. I don't think. And so. then you're gonna be. And then you're gonna be getting nervous. Nah. Yeah. This I think week, by the end of this week, I think I'll no. be within eleven. I've already. I'm so confident. I've already put in my picks. I put them in last night. There's only like two games. Uh, two games. <laughs> two games. And I'm gonna end up losing like seven of these. But there's only like two games where I'm like, <laughs> oh, that could go either way. But we'll get to that later, too, as well. But, um, yeah, I hope uh, good good morning to everybody except for the Las Vegas Raiders today. So that's how I feel about that. But the Denver Broncos have a game. You want to start with the Nuggets first or you want to start with the Broncos? Uh, we can we can start with the Nuggets. Okay. The Nuggets come off of a huge win uh, against a team that I think is going to be in the Western Conference Finals. But how they played the other night did not give me much confidence in, in their uh, chances going forward, but I think they'll be fine. Wow, Utah's 3-0 in the preseason. Um, they played the Portland Trailblazers. They'll play them again tonight. They they won that game. It was 126-95. to 95. It really wasn't even that close. Uh, the Nuggets were in control throughout the entire game, and it was really one of those games where everything went right for the Nuggets and everything went just absolutely terrible for the, uh, for the Trailblazers. They couldn't hit a shot. Lillard was 5 of 14, 14 points. Uh, he was one of eight from three, so that's 
unlikely to happen very often. If you're banking on Damian Lillard to miss seven of his eight threes. Uh, I mean, yeah. to be fair, the Nuggets have always done a very good job on, on Dame. Yeah, sure, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to bank on him doing that again. So, but the, but give them credit. They held him to 14 points. CJ McCollum only had 13. He was also 5 of 14 last night, or excuse me, the other night. 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, Covington was actually their best player. I mean, he was 6 of 9, 3 of 5 from 3, 15 points, even though he was a minus 9 on the night. But the Nuggets offensively, I mean, everybody had it going, essentially. I mean, where did you want it? I mean, Murray had, I think, the first eight points of the game to start that one off. He looked good. MPJ, and we'll talk about this. I mean, he had 10 points. His fit with the starters just still feels really weird and just off to me. I'm hoping that's just, that gets worked out. But the more we get into this, man, I just, I'm, I'm getting well, more and more he's a different type of player. It, I know. think what you're seeing is if the Nuggets went and got a James Harden, that's what it would look like, right? It, it's a, yeah. you're seeing a guy who just, he's an ISO player. At the end of the day, that, that's who MPJ is. He's an ISO player, and the Nuggets don't run any of that. Um, funny enough, though, I mean, the only other ISO player that would do that was Will. But Will has kind of figured it out. And, and once, you know, the rise of Jokic and, and Jamal, once they started getting going, you saw Will kind of figure it out and, and place himself and and he doesn't totally play hero ball anymore. And those are the, those though. I think those days are not gone, but at least when he's out there with those two, he's not going to do that um, as much. And I think you're kind of seeing that with MPJ, that he's just a different type of player. He, he kind of needs the ball in his hand to, to make a play. He's not going to go around screens. Although to end the, the the half, he got around a couple of screens and hit the corner three at the buzzer. Um, that's a play that they need to run throughout the year for uh, just for last second shots. But it's just, you know, it, he doesn't necessarily, his play style doesn't necessarily work with the team. But I think that's a good thing because I, I think that's the one type of player that the Nuggets have, have missed the last two, three years. Well, here's why I think it works with Will Barton, though. They get Will Barton involved in the action. Like, they, they don't have Will just sit on the backside on the wing but, and just but wait. But Will cuts. Will cuts. Will. Well, well yeah, but Will Will's also involved in the action. He's also involved in the pick and roll with Jokic. It, when, when, when but he's, MPJ he can is, also do that. I, I MPJ, I don't necessarily trust to run an offense. In, in, well, how in would we know? Of... Because he never gets the opportunity. He's always just sitting on the backside. It's always Gary or, or Jamal, which is is fine. But I, I think at a certain point, like Gary's offense is just I, I've lost all hope. Like, I, I just don't have any hope he's going to. And I get it. He's he's got great chemistry with Jokic. But I think more often than not, it should be MPJ getting those opportunities to run that screen and roll and that action with Jokic outside of Murray than Gary. And I get it. You, If you want one of those guys to be on the backside to have an open three, you'd rather it be MPJ versus Gary Harris. But there's times, and, and we just see it every game, it's just he's just standing there. And the only time he gets his shot is when it's a bad contested shot. 
And I think part of that is he feels like he has to shoot it because he can't he can't get any other shot right now. So I think there's ways that they can involve him in the offense. And listen, like the the number one and two options right now, it's it's Jokic and Murray, and that's just not going to change. Okay, but I think we could swap out some of Gary's touches with MPJ and we can get him involved in that action. Uh, And I think the only way he's going to get better at that and feel that out is if he gets involved. If you don't get the guy involved, then he's he's not going to look good when he does get his opportunities to do it because he just doesn't get the chance to. And I still think there's still some, some things he needs to work on. His hands are not great. Um, and I, I think it's more than just coincidence now. I just think that's a thing. His hands are not great. He gets stripped a lot. He drops a lot of easy passes, uh, alley-oops for him. It's just He just needs to put on his Lob City finisher badge. I just don't know why like he doesn't have that on because like anytime someone throws an alley-oop to him, it just never works out for whatever reason. It just doesn't. Whether it's a bad pass or he catches it and just doesn't dunk it. I don't know what the case is, but I just feel like there's ways we can get him involved. It's just, I'm not overly concerned, but it's definitely something I look at and I see every game where I'm like, okay, uh, we could get him a little involved a little bit better than we're doing right now. I think maybe for this year, it might be best to have him come off the bench. Um, and, And here's why. So... Looking at the bench right now, other than Will Barton, there is no one that can really score. Um, and I guess I, I guess you would have to flip him for Will Barton. But the only reason why I would do this is because one, Will fits with the starting lineup a little bit better, um, at least with those guys. And two, r- look back at what uh, Houston did, right? Or not Houston, sorry, Oklahoma City with Russ. KD and Harden, or even the Spurs with Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Ginobili. And they always had one of their big three coming off the bench. And I think the reason is because a lot of times when you have a big three, the third guy gets kind of gets hidden. Uh, look at Miami with LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosch, and what happened to Chris Bosch, right? Uh, in Cleveland with LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. So, when you when you have the you know it, it's it's I think it's very difficult when you have a big three to get all three involved offensively in a smooth way. So a lot of times what happens is the other you know that third the third wheel essentially gets put on the bench, but that's so that the third wheel doesn't have to be a third wheel anymore, and you have the he has the ability to to run the offense have the offense run through him. And I think if MPJ was the, you know, the sixth man on the team getting 25 to 30 minutes a game coming off the bench, I think you would see his numbers go up. I think you, um, I think you'll see his just overall his, his game improve. Now, the problem with it is, again, you still only have one score coming off the bench because you would you would take Will. Um, and two, I don't know defensively if you can really hide MPJ as well, uh, if he's not with the starters. So that's something that, that, um, that Malone would have to figure out just because I don't know 
uh, I, I I don't know how well you can hide him. I mean, look, Hartenstein's look good. Um, he had five fouls though. That's a concern. Uh, Jeff Green, or I keep on calling Jeff Green, Jamichael Green. Uh, you can hide, you know. So you have those two behind to where you can kind of hide MPJ a little bit. Um, but that's that's the only I would say the only concern. But that's the only thing other than hey, just figure it out in the starting lineup. And that's one thing I was thinking when I was watching the game the other night. I, I didn't watch it live. I was watching it on replay, and I was just part of me was like, man, and, and seeing Will's comments of, you know, I have no intention of being the sixth man, and you know, I'm a start. Like we, everybody knows he's a starter. Paul Millsap said he's a starter, um, and, and Malone. You know, this is why I love Malone, and I think he's the right guy for this job. He's like, my job's not to make anybody happy. If my job was to make people happy, I'd go sell ice cream cones. And I get Will wants to start. But I'm thinking about it last night and that or the other night, and part of me was thinking, like, man, would it be best if MPJ came off the bench? But it's like, if you start him and then you move him to the bench, what does that do to his confidence? What does that do to his mindset? Like, does that rub him the wrong way? Because it's like, we know this guy has talent. It's just for whatever reason, it's it's just I, I said it on Twitter the other night, it's square peg, round hole. It's just, he's just not being used. They're just not going out of their way to use him. And, you know, it's, it's going to be hard because like you mentioned with, with the big three, the third wheel is usually the one that's the odd man out. I mean, you look any big three, I mean, Ginobili, Chris Bosh with the heat. I mean, Kevin Love, when he was with Cleveland, uh, the third wheel is, is, you know, he's going to be the guy that's scrapping for, you know, maybe five to seven, 10 shots a night. Um, he's going to have to find other ways to get involved, which I think MPJ can do. I think he can dominate the boards this year on, you know, with the rebounds. And I think he can average close to seven to eight boards a game. I mean, his, his activity on the boards is amazing. Well, that's, um, that's essentially what he's doing in the preseason. Yeah. He's, I think he's averaging, I mean, he only had five in the last game, but he, he's been getting seven and eight. Plus. And that's where he can make his mark. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he just has to learn to, to run in transition more, um, find ways in the offense. If you're not involved in the action directly and in those handoffs, then you got to cut more. I mean, there's times where he just, and I think part of it's on him too. He just kind of stands and watches a lot. Um, this off, this offense is about movement. And when you have, you know, one of the best playmakers in the game and Jokic being able to pass the ball that I think it really becomes about movement. So I don't know. I, I still think I want MPJ to start, but I wouldn't be shocked I mean, I would be, but part of me would be okay if it was like, okay, MPJ goes to the bench and Will Barton starts. But Will looks so good with that second unit, too. And I get it. It was a preseason game. It's one game. But he even said it after the game himself. I mean, the the level of IQ of players he's playing with out there and PJ Dozier, who's looked good, Monte Morris, um, Hartenstein, I mean, I get it. He had the foul trouble, but I think he's, he's really gonna, I don't, I don't think we're going to miss Mason a lot, to be honest with you. I think no. Hartenstein is going to more than provide what Mason provided. Um, yeah. he's a little bit bigger than Mason as well. He's seven one. So, I mean, he's just as maybe not as quick as Mason, but he's definitely very athletic for his size. He can move very well. Um, his, his energy is relentless, which I, which is what I love. He's always scrapping for boards. Um, Jermichael green, he's going to be out with the thing, cash though, train, but he needs to watch the, the fouls. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that's a history with him. If, if he's a guy that gets in foul trouble, 
Um, I, I know one of those was kind of a ticky tack one where he got a block um, in which he actually got hit in the face by Nurkic and he fell and Nurkic fell over him. So that one was kind of ticky tack. He didn't really get in foul trouble in that Warriors game. So part of me thinks that was kind of an anomaly. Um, so we'll see with that. But Jamichael Green going because how he's going to be out, right? He is. Yeah. I'm very curious. I think Najee should get minutes. Um, he, I like him, and I, I get he's a rookie, and they're probably not gonna do it. But or at least Malone. I mean, I don't know what other choice Malone has other than to go really small, or he can play Bull Bull more. But even Bull Bull can't get minutes in a preseason game. I think I think Najee should be. Uh, one of the guys coming off the bench here uh, until Jamaica Green gets back. Well, he might. I, I mean, he he's already play. surpassed Bull Bull in terms of minutes, like you mentioned. Like, I don't know what the yeah. situation with Bull. I don't know if he just hasn't looked good in camp or whatever. But I mean, he's he's been the last guy to come off the bench. Yeah. Which... He's a bucket though. I mean, ten points, six right. rebounds in six minutes. I yeah. I mean, I'm seeing it on the court. He looks fine. I I don't. Offensively, I but I, 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 it's it goes to the defensive side as well too. And there was a couple times, at least the other night, where he was just losing position. Um, he wasn't really contesting shots at the rim. He was kind of going lazy at it. Uh, so I mean, it's it's always going to be defense with with Malone. And yeah. part of it, I saw it the other night. Is just he just wasn't great defensively. But on the other end, he brings you that element which nobody else really can at that size. I mean, MPJ can, but I mean, he's, you know, three, four inches shorter than him. So, but I mean, if we and saw Malone give MPJ a hard time trying to get into the lineup, I mean, yeah. it's going to be rough for Bull Bull. At least with Najee, I think he gets out yeah. there because he plays defense and he's very active out there. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and they're very slim at, at that position now. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think look for him, especially tonight to have a big role. Uh, if he can get 15 to 20 minutes tonight, I'm very curious to see what he can do. I'm bummer RJ Hampton didn't play uh, the other night. I was waiting, and then I found out he was out. So uh, I I love to watch RJ Hampton. I think he's going to be really good. Again, not going to play this year, but it's it's fun to watch some of these guys. They have the most fun garbage time roster in the league. RJ Hampton, Bull Bull. Um, even Najee, uh, and and with that group, uh, like Compazzo, I guess will probably be in in that group. Like they have you the guess. probably. I I that, think he has become like I feel like I have he's a not gonna play. I have a confession here. Well, he he's he might not, play. but he'll he'll get some good. Like he'll he'll be they, they he'll have play. The, he'll they play. have the they have the greatest garbage time minute roster of all time. I don't like know, of all time. That's... I mean, I'm looking at this group. You got you got RJ Hampton, who people are gonna love. Composo already people love. Uh Bull Bull, everyone loves. <laughs> except for <laughs> like, Malone. Except for Malone. Uh and then and then Najee, I mean, will probably be in that group as well, since just because he's a rookie and he's super talented. They I'm telling you, this team is just stacked with talent. It's like a un, it's a unique this team. This is ridiculous. With lots of talent um, in different places, but I have to make a confession. Come and 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 if we're gonna get real technical about the pronunciation of his name, because if we're gonna do the Spain pronunciation, it's Campazo. 
You have to say it like a TH. It's not a Z. It's Kampatho. With a lift. It's Kampatho. Uh, but Faku, he might be yeah. my second favorite nugget already. And he's quickly running into my top 10 of all time. Like, when I watch him pass it and I get giddy, I'm like, oh, no. Am I cheating on Jokic? <laughs> I'm like, am I allowed to enjoy this as much as I am? Because he, I don't think people realize, I mean, yes, the, the little back English spin one to, to Vlatko, that one was nice. Like that, I mean, his IQ is nuts. But for him to cross half court and sidewind it to the opposite corner, not only to do that, but with the velocity he had, and it was on a rope. I swear it curved a little bit too. Um, I was just like, are you kidding? Like we've seen Jokic do that pass before, but it's in the half court, right? It's from like the top of the key to like the short corner. It's like, okay, that's, that's nice. But he did it from half court to the, to the corner on the opposite side. I was like, what is that? Like, how does he have that much torque with his elbow and that much accuracy? He's already the second best quarterback in Denver behind Jokic. Uh, it's Jokic, <laughs> Kampatho, and then Drew Locke. Uh, maybe some space and then Drew Locke. But this guy, not only his passing, and I don't I don't know if he has much of an offensive game. He doesn't really do anything offensively. Uh, he maybe jacks up like one shot here and there. But his energy, defensively, he is, he's a menace. Like, even though he's undersized, there was there was a point in the game where he got beat by CJ McCollum, but then he recovered and he was just like sh- like mirroring CJ's movements. He was like, da, 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 da. his feet move so fast. I'm like, what? Wh- how does he move that fast? And like he steals, he gets deflections like he zoomed and stole it from uh, who was it? Cantor on that little English pass. He just zoomed like it was just a blur. It was just bam, pow, boom, bam. And I'm just like, oh, my. Is he moving in fast forward? Like, how is he doing this? He is by far, I think, my second favorite nugget right now. And I was so tempted. I literally, I'm, I'm so sold on Compatho that I looked for a jersey the other day. <laughs> I wanted to buy a jersey. I'm, I'm, I'm already in. Take my money. I'm in. I'm finding a way to make my my background Kampatho and my my profile picture Jokic. <laughs> if they could do a picture to get, oh man, if they could do a picture where he Jokic has him on his shoulder, and like they could, I need to. Someone has to Photoshop that for me. Where like a picture of a dad holding his son, and it has to be Kampatho on the shoulder and Jokic. Oh man, there's my new profile picture. There it is. Uh, that guy is so much fun to watch. Like Gary Trent Jr. hated that he was guarding him. <laughs> he was in Gary Trent's face all night. He stripped him. He was mirroring his movements. And like Gary Trent is like 6'4". And Kampatho's 5'11". I just love saying his name with the lift. Kampatho. Like that's just, that's going to be a thing all year. But no, he's he's fun. He's great. Um... Apparently Malone wanted him last year. Now I see it. I'm telling you, Malone's going to find a way. He is going to find a way to get that guy minutes just because of his defensive intensity and his hustle. Yeah, yeah, I, he might get a few, but I mean, he's... I mean, he'll Dozier, get like seven By the way, PJ Dozier, my God. Yeah, Dozier looks good. I don't know if he's going to wow. shoot that good going forward, but... You never um, know. I, but yeah, I, I mean, he is 
and his defense too. He is quickly earning himself minutes uh, on this team. Monte is shooting the ball fantastic, except from three. Uh, I mean, he was two for four uh, in the last one, but he's playing really well. I there's so many guards on this team. Um, I yeah, I don't know. This now there's a lack of big men, so it's it's a bit of a concern unless Najee ends up uh being really good then i think we can say okay well they're fine uh but i mean hell even paul Millsap looked good uh the other night so yeah i have a I feeling mean, that's gonna be inconsistent though that's gonna yeah. be like once every three game four games that we, i have that a feeling we're gonna see it's gonna be a trade-off between paul and Millsap or paul and uh <laughs> i just i did what you did with Kawhi and leonard I'm very disappointed in myself. I think I might be done for the day. I think I just need to just take off the headset and just just walk out. And I just I'm very disappointed. I did that. Paul and Millsap. Ugh, it's like you when you said Kawhi and Leonard, as if they weren't the same person. Um, I think it's going to be a trade-off between Paul and Gary on a nightly basis of who's going to get the Wolf Award. Yeah. Maybe that's an award we can give out after every Nuggets game. The Wolf Award for which of those two performed the worst offensively. Because it was Gary's night that night. I mean, he was he shot a three that missed the rim, and I was like, oh boy. And then <laughs> Paul was hitting threes, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> like that's 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 not don't give don't enable that's, him. That was my right? that would be my reaction every time that Will would hit his first shot. Yeah. I I remember doing the games <laughs> and I would I would be waiting and Will would chuck up a shot and if it would go in I'd be like you've got to be kidding me here we go again it's like if that, he missed I'd be like okay now we can get into the normal offense and be fine it's like that weird have you seen that goofy meme that goofy meme where it's his like his face is all scrunched up and he's got like a like a crackhead face and he's like I'll do it again that's <laughs> that's like what I feel like with Will Barton when he makes a shot like I'll do it again it wouldn't that's kind of what I feel like with Paul Millsap like don't enable him. Uh, but no, I do want him to play well. But like him and him and Gary, I just feel like it's just going to be I don't know what happened to Gary's offense, but I'm just not holding my breath. I just I feel bad for him because I think part of it's just confidence. I just think he's in his own head like he has a good night and then he misses one shot and it's just like then he misses yeah, like three and then he gets the snowflakes under his name. And I'm just like, oh, man, he's not recovering. Yeah. I don't get it. The, another thing too, the turnovers. Obviously, that's going to be a thing for most teams. Um, we saw it beginning of the bubble. Uh, we're going to have to do it all over again. <laughs> but yeah, that that needs to go down. But other than that, they look good. The offense looks good. Their defense was really good. Um, I'm I'm excited for this team. It when it, when it comes down to it with, with playoffs and all that, it's going to come down to matchups. I think they match up well against Portland. I really do. I think they matched up well against Portland last year. Um, I think that's just a good matchup for Denver right now. I do not think Golden State is a good matchup for Denver. So that's that would be a bad first round get. Speaking Dallas, of them, you see what Steph did last night? Yeah, no. I if if Golden State, if you are playing Golden State in the playoffs, you better run. <laughs> you better you better say hey, if you're if there's five games to go and you're matched up with Golden State. You either lose and tank, or you better hope that that some other team falls apart and you can get up because that is not a team you want to play 
uh, come playoff team or playoff time. And I don't think that's a good matchup for Denver. The the way Golden State can shoot, um, the way they move, I just don't think it's a good matchup. I don't think Dallas is a good matchup either. Um, I would we'll take see on the that first. one. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Dallas. I think they'll have a better shot against Dallas this year. Maybe, but for whatever reason, that's just one team that they haven't played well against the last two years. Even when Luca was a rookie, so I. I just don't. I don't know. Uh, unless you know, we we got to wait till the regular season, obviously, and until they play. But as of right now, those are the two teams that I'm avoiding. Uh, one hundred percent come playoff time. Uh, and the Lakers, but I mean, yeah, you just don't get the eight seed. Uh, right. So those are the three. I I'm okay with the Clippers. I'm okay with Portland. I'm definitely okay with Utah. Um, Houston, obviously. Who else? Who else is a playoff team? Uh, Phoenix will be in there. The Clippers. Phoenix will be interesting. I'm curious to watch Phoenix in the regular season, especially matching up against Denver. But yeah, I. That that's the thing. This regular season, it's really about getting as high of a seat as you can, but at the same time, making sure that you figure out what matchups you like and what matchups you don't like. So that way, that that last month of the of the regular season, you can kind of kind of fit your way. And I know a lot of a lot of people and a lot of fans don't like it, but that's how the NBA is right now. You have to do that because it's every team is so close in talent, and at least in the West that it is based off of matchups for for most of the you know for for most of it that that is what it is about if you don't get a good matchup you're probably going to lose at the end of the day because if you got a matchup with Golden State and you can't stop Steph and all their other guys you just for whatever reason you know the way they move the ball they they get a lot of easy buckets they hit a lot of threes on you you can't beat them in a seven-game series. I don't. I don't care how talented you are. It's just a bad matchup. Unless you have LeBron James, who can kind of negate bad matchups, you, you just you can't get past it. Yeah, and uh, all that all that talk about Damian Lillard being the best point guard, like Steph is back, and yeah, no, he looks uh, he looks just like stuff. himself. So and KD looks like himself too. That yeah yeah. So it's, it's gonna be a fun NBA that. season. Uh, but none of those guys have anything against Campazzo, and I look for him to be uh, most improved player of the year, rookie of the year as well, since he's a rookie technically at 29 years old. Um, <laughs> if Campazzo is not rookie of the year, I will be very livid, and I will write a letter to Adam Silver stating my claims. I mean, but I would write a letter to Michael Malone. I'm, yeah. Um, I'm currently <laughs> right now looking at, uh, all these are stock photos, but I'm looking for a child on his dad's shoulders and there's so many good ones, but they're all stock photos, but I'm, I'm committed now to this. I'm going to put Jokic's face on the Papa and I'm going to put Campazzo on a little kid <laughs> and I just want one where they're like, just joyously just hanging out. Like it's going to be, I'm, I'm just committed. This is where I'm going with it. And, uh, no one can stop me, but the Nuggets get, uh, get back on the court tonight against the trailblazers. They'll have them again here at home. I believe it's at 7 PM. Um, Brandon's going to have to use the Harry Potter owl to get updates on, uh, on what the score is. Hey, Hey, I find ways. <laughs> yeah. I watched the whole game. Someone Morse code, Brandon, the score beep, 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 beep. 
and uh, that's that's how we'll we'll pass the. I had someone who has dark TV just hold up the camera and watch it. <laughs> someone <laughs> FaceTime the screen for you. <laughs> They just put their phone, you know, on a stand and right in front of the TV and there you go. I mean, I may or may not have watched many uh, UFC fights that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not with someone I know FaceTiming them, but, you know, on Twitter and Periscope, just uh, search for the uh, for the streams. That's yep. kind of what I did from time I to time. I find ways. I find ways to watch the Nuggets game. I don't miss the game. So Unless that's I'm gonna be busy. tonight at uh, at seven p.m. We'll see if they can uh, get another win, close out the preseason at two and one, and then this baby's going. The twenty second, we'll have Sacramento, and then the Clippers, and then we're <laughs> off and running against uh, and another Western Conference we'll have, stacked we'll season. Have Kawhi and Leonard versus Paul yes. and Millsap. Kawhi and Leonard versus Paul and I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Ah, uh, that's disappointing. I'm disappointed in myself. See, now at this point, we're pretty much even. Yeah. Well, unless Actually, you make no, like a sex is, thing. Yours, then, you know. yours, yeah, no, yours, yours, you're the worst. Uh, I feel for that guy. Hopefully he's recovered since then. <laughs> See, his his mind was confined to a small group. Right, like, right Honestly, right. it could be like a legend's tale. Like, only two people were there, so it could be like, ah, did that really happen? We don't know. Yeah. There was like 17 people probably on that Zoom call. I mean, call. you admit it, though, like every show, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But still, I mean, we could go there. I could start denying <laughs> it. And we'd be like, did that really happen? Where, where's the evidence? That guy, not only did he have you groups of people it. there who are journalists, by the way, so they'll never forget it. You know, it's, it's on you know record now. Me, you know what makes me so mad about that what? is I remember the second that we ended that I saved the raw, you know, again, somewhere. And I thought I had it. I really I thought I had it on my USB. I don't know if you went back and stole my USB and deleted it. Um, <laughs> Magician never tells a secrets. I don't, I don't know how you did it, but. Yeah, you found you found it and you deleted it. Uh, yep, there's there's no record to be found. Apologies again to Janae Payne. Hopefully you're doing well. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't stick with you like it sticks with me every night. But you know, <laughs> we move on. Uh, speaking of moving on, I'm so mad about that. Uh, yeah, you know that would be a soundbite though. I'd play it so much. <sighs> yeah. You're, you're very I lucky that I didn't that mean to ask it. Like I just, it just <laughs> happened. Like I'm sure that guy didn't mean to ask it, but it just happened. I was just like, uh, yeah, it was a bad moment, but uh, we move on. We live and learn. Buffalo Bills this week against the Denver Broncos, and uh, now the mood just, yeah, that's um, it's gonna be a tough week. But I was looking at the Bills' stats on defense, and and they're pretty middle of the pack, like Carolina. So maybe the Broncos could have some yes. success this weekend. But yes, but the Bills' defense has been really good the last, I would say, three weeks. So that's fair. And, and the one thing the Bills do, they do a great job of getting turnovers. I think they're right up there in the top with um, you know turnover differential. Um, that that's. You know, that that's something that Drew Locke will probably have like two picks um, or maybe a fumble. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if um, 
there's there's maybe two two fumbles in this game for Denver. So that's the thing. You you got to be able to take care of the ball. If 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 Denver takes care of the ball, then they have a shot because the Bills' defense, like you said, isn't great. They've been playing better, but I think for the most part they've just been getting turnovers. Um, and if you look at who they've been playing the last three weeks, uh, they beat the Chargers twenty seven seventeen. Uh, they beat the 49ers 34 24, although that wasn't the 49ers got a couple of garbage uh points there. They pretty much smoked the, the 49ers. Uh, and then the Steelers, all three, I would say, I mean, other than I mean, the Chargers offense has been inconsistent, obviously, with the rookie quarterback. So that's you know, that that schedule isn't very tough. I mean, the Steelers offense is awful. The 49ers offense right now, with you know, with what they have, isn't very good. And the Chargers are just inconsistent. So that's probably the most impressive one. But then when you look at when they did play pretty good offenses, they gave up 32 to the Cardinals and lost, 40 or 34 to the Seahawks. Um, you know, they gave up 26 to the Chiefs, 42 to Titans. So they're I've been watching the Bills a lot because I've been very curious with, with Josh Allen. Um I don't know. They're they're a weird team. A lot of people think that they can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. I mean, I don't think so, but they're an interesting yeah. team. I think they I, they do. Here's here's the one thing though. They do things the way their team is. They are actually built to win in the playoffs because they have a really good offense. They can run the ball. Um, they have a a pretty dang good quarterback who can also run it. And their defense gets turnovers. So they they have the formula. We'll, we'll see if they can do it, but they have the formula. Yeah, and they have a quarterback who is who's very dynamic. Um, you know, he's got a he's got a great arm, but he can also, you know, run the football, so it adds a different dimension. I'm just looking at the team stats and how these teams stack up. The Bills, they score twenty-eight points per game. Broncos 20 points. I mean, those are both rounding up. It's really 27-6 and 19-8. Points allowed. The Bills give up 24-7. The Broncos give up 26-7. Um, the Bills out uh, outgain the Broncos in total yards by about 43. Uh, they have about 40, 40-ish more passing yards. Than, or excuse me, 60 more passing yards than the Broncos almost. Um and the Broncos outrush the Bills by about 15 yards a game. And then the Bills give up about 10 more yards a game. They give up almost 20 more yards in passing. Uh, but the Broncos give up almost 20 more yards in rushing. So it's, um, listen, I think every game we see the Broncos are in it. So I think the Broncos will be in it for a short period of time. Um, but it, it's all dependent on, you know, Drew Locke. If the Broncos could get a couple stops early, if they can hold the Bills to, you know, 10 points, seven points, you know, or, or lower. If that, if they can keep it close within the first quarter, then I think you got a game, but the Broncos cannot lose this game in the first quarter, which, uh, they've been known to have some slow starts drew lock. I mean, this has to be, I mean, yesterday was his best game of the season. This week's going to have to be, or not yesterday. Last week was his best game of the season. This has to be his best game of the season. Like he has to trump that from last week. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be another four touchdown performance. He just has to be smart with the football, take shots uh, when they're there. Like he did last week. And, Hopefully, Pat Shermer can stay committed to the running game. Hopefully, he doesn't panic if things start to slow down a little bit. 
And uh, hopefully he stays committed to it because I just mentioned the Bills aren't great against the run. They give up almost 120 yards a game doing it, uh, trying to stop the run. So it's going to be interesting uh, where where these two teams can exploit each other's weaknesses. And hopefully this week we see Jerry Judy get more involved. Hopefully the screen passes are there this week. Noah Fant will be back. Garrett Bowles will be back more than likely. So the Broncos will be about as full strength as you can be. And, you know, maybe this is a week that Philip Lindsay gets it going a little bit more. I don't know. But they're, they're going to need Melvin Gordon to play like he's been playing the past few weeks as well. Yeah. I mean, let's see. The Buffalo's favored by six. That's a lot. Wow. Yep, almost that, a touchdown favorite. A, that's a lot for being on the road. I don't know. Well, it, it is a touchdown favorite, like, actually. You're at home. Um, I just don't see how the Broncos win this game, but I will say this. It is right around that time where Drew Locke started to get it going a year ago, and they beat a playoff team. So they can do it. I mean, they, they did it last year. Drew Locke did it last year, and he has offensive weapons. He has it. You know, I don't want to hear, you know, all this, you know, being patient and, you know, oh, he doesn't have, you know, Cortland Sutton. He has his weapons. He has Jerry Judy. He has KJ Hamler. He has Noah Fant. Uh, no, Fant will play, right? Yes. I think so, I think he's questionable, but I think they're they're banking on him playing. He has Tim Patrick, so I he has weapons. He's ready to go. The offense is is looking really good. Play calling has been excellent. I I would say uh, at least last week it was against the Chiefs. I think it was too. I just think it came down to you know bad throws by Drew Locke, the, the two picks, um, but or at least the first one for sure. So. As long as Drew Lock is smart with the ball and he doesn't make dumb mistakes, they can they can win it. But I just I don't know how look Buffalo does a good job of getting turnovers. They're a bend but don't break kind of defense. I just I, I don't see Drew Lock uh taking care of the ball and having another flash game. I, I just don't. And that's yeah. what it's gonna take. And I think, too, this is going to be a scenario in which the Broncos are, are very thin in the secondary right now. And Stefan Diggs is one of the best route runners, if not receivers, in the league. So trying to stop him and account for Josh Allen, I just think there's going to be a breaking point with that Broncos defense where they can't stop everything. And at a certain point, you know, Pat Shermer's going to be like, OK, we're going to have to start throwing the ball. And then once we get to that point of the game, then it's it's more likely than not going to be disastrous. So. Again, the Broncos have to find a way to to slow things down. I mean, you're going to need a heroic day from your secondary. I mean, Michael Ojemudia, uh, Devontae Bosby. Um, they they they're picked gonna, another quarterback off a of practice torched. squad, too. They're going to get torched. I, th- this game, it's either going to be a Bills blowout or it's going to be a really high-scoring game. That's that's the only way I see it. The, the, the Broncos defense are going to get torched. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if they did because there's a lot of weapons on that Bills offense and they're clicking right now and Josh Allen is playing some of his best football. So it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Hopefully Drew Luck can um, have another great game, another bounce back flash game uh, and string together another four quarters because what I saw last night, even though it was an embarrassment from, from those two teams, 
Justin Herbert looks to be the guy. And, you know, we've seen, I tweeted it last night after the game. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks, you know, have a great first year and then kind of fall back down to earth in year two. And that could happen with Justin Herbert, you know, once teams get more tape on him and, and find ways to attack him. But if he's the guy, we better hope and pray Drew Luck is the man because you got Patrick Mahomes there. And mind you, this is Herbert's first season. Everybody's like, oh, Drew Luck, this is still technically his first season. Okay, well, I'm seeing what Justin Herbert's doing in his full season. Oh, but Drew Luck didn't have an offseason. Yeah, oh, new Drew Luck's first season doesn't look like this. You know, and Herbert didn't have an offseason as well. He's got a new coach. He's got a new coordinator, you know. I mean, and his first start, they were like, hey, Justin, 10 minutes before the game, get out there against the Kansas City Chiefs. And he looked good. So I'm just saying. If if I think if you polled Broncos fans and you asked them right now, who would you rather have on your team, Justin Herbert or Drew Locke? You'd be lying if you said you would not want Justin Herbert over Drew Locke. You'd be absolutely flat out lying. And if you're not lying, then you're just delusional. I'm sorry, because one of these does not look like the other. Okay. Um, you know, Drew Locke, he plays well when the running game is clicking and they don't need him to throw it. Herbert's been slinging it around like 30 plus times, <laughs> practically every game, I think. And he looks great. So imagine like if you swapped out Herbert and Locke, how good would this Broncos team be right now? I'm just oh, saying if, if Herbert was on this team instead of Drew Locke. What, what's I'm just saying, right I might, I might put eight. out that poll after the show. Too. They, I, I'm the Broncos would be instead of five and eight, they would be eight and five right now. You can make that argument. I definitely think they'd be uh, in, the more solidified in the playoff hunt. At the worst, I, I would, I could argue that they'd be nine and four. No, I'm curious to see what uh, Herbert's. How many times has he thrown it per game? Because I a feel lot. like he throws it a lot. Yeah, well, they lost Eckler, right? Yeah, they lost so, him early in the year against uh, against Tampa. Yeah, they haven't been able to run the ball like um, all. Let's see, 32 attempts last night, 44, 53, 52. And listen, like, you don't want your quarterback throwing it that much, but they're a bad football team. Um, so let's see, 33 week one, 49 week two, 25 week three, 34, 43, 43, 42, 32, 49, 52, 53, 44, 32. Oh he's my throwing, God. He's throwing it that much. And guess what his touchdown to interception ratio is? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's almost three to one. He's got 27 yeah. touchdowns, 10 picks, and he's thrown it that many times a game. That is insane. He's had one, two, three, four, five, five games of at least three touchdowns and one, uh, let's see, one, one, four touchdown game. That is nuts. That is absolute. You would think for a guy who's thrown it 40 plus times in one, two, three, four, five, six games out of the what 14 he's played. If I would have told you there, there's a rookie quarterback who's thrown it in six games 40-plus times and twice, I think, 50 times, and I, I told you he only has 10 interceptions, you'd probably think I'm crazy. Or you'd probably say, oh, that's probably Patrick Mahomes' first year. No, it's Justin Herbert's first year. That is nuts. I don't even want to look at Drew Locke's like, first year. 
And like Locke's not even throwing it that much. His touchdown to interception ratio, I think, is like 22 to 16 or 21 to 15. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. Insane. He's a, he's a great player. He's a great quarterback. Wow. And and when I, you know, um, when I said that, you know, when I was going over the, uh, what's it called, the, the first seven games for all those young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert had as many flash games as Mahomes and Watson. Uh, and so did Kyler. Those were the four that had the most up to that point. I, I think the more and more the season ages on and the more and more these young quarterbacks are, are getting more and more time, it's, that, like, that method that I used is actually looking pretty good. <laughs> Like the more and more it goes on, it's like, oh, okay, that might actually be. Now it's not like foolproof. Uh, obviously, I think the one exception I, I will say at this point is Josh Allen. Uh, but I think that had to, a lot to do with that that team and that year. Uh, you could argue it with Drew Locke, but it's been two years already, and. They've given him talent, so you know that that first year with Josh Allen, the Bills. I don't think you can name a single player on that team, uh, at least on that offense. So, you know that it's it's different. I I think that Josh Allen one is is the one exception, but other than that, I actually I really like what I what I did with that first seven game thing. Uh, you know, flash games. You know, two seventy. Three touchdowns, maybe one pick, that's fine, or even two. Uh, and, you know, your completion percentage is up right around 65%. You know, 60 to 65 at the, at the lowest. Uh, if you're not a quarterback in this league that can complete 60% of your passes, or 65% of your passes, you're not a very good quarterback. It's it's much easier in, in today's league to, to um, complete 60%. You have to hit that mark. And Drew Locke has him. Yeah. And you can argue, too, the Broncos are a better team. Like, they have more talent than the Chargers. And oh, Herbert's yeah. doing that. Way more. They have... No, yeah. Herbert doesn't have Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. I mean, I guess Noah he has Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Austin Eckler, though. That's pretty good, too, though. Well, so he's no, not playing with scrubs. Right now. But, no. I mean, Keenan Allen is, is really good. Sure. Hunter Henry, I would say, is probably just as good. Uh, as Noah Fant, Noah Fant might be a little bit better uh, at this point. Um, but yeah, I I think, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have uh two solid running backs. He doesn't have the 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 depth that wide receiver that uh, Drew Lock has. And I don't, I'm not sure if he even has the offensive line Drew Lock has right now. Wow. That, dude, I can't believe that he's thrown it that many times a game and he only has 10 interceptions. Well, it's because of the defense, you know, can't stop anyone. So he has to throw that many times. But yeah, the fact that he only has 10 picks, that's... And he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, 300... No, seven 300-yard passing games. So half well, of his games... This too, how many... Uh, scoring drives as he put together in the last five minutes of games right well a he's got lot. two back-to-back -to -back, uh game-winning touchdown drives right game -winning and they drives. blew and they blew at least three early on in the season 
So that means he probably has five or six of those type of drives, at least. I mean, the dude is clutch. He makes clutch throws. 66.5% completion. And he's incredible. He's 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 going to throw for 4,000 yards in his rookie year. Yeah. And he's, he's probably going to have 30-plus touchdowns, and maybe he'll finish with, may, at most, probably like 15 picks. And, and here's the thing. If the Chargers start putting together, you know, they, they fire the, her, the, the head coach, if they start putting things together, I'm telling you, if they have a good offseason and Justin Herbert is the real deal, because like you said, you usually find out in that year two, he's either going to have an MVP season or we're going to find out that he's not the real deal. But I'm leaning towards, I think he's going to have one of those years that Mahomes, um, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, that year two. If you're legit, you're gonna have an MVP caliber season, and next year he's probably gonna have that with with the weapons that they that they could put together for him. They they could he could do it as long as they're healthy. Man, he could have an MVP caliber season next year. That is insane. That is insane. The Broncos are in deep doo doo. I'm just telling you that. They better hope I'll locks say, the guy. You know, what? I'll say it right now. I I Justin Herbert is my favorite to win MVP next year. He's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's just year two quarterbacks. That's I, that's he's been winning it. Carson sure. Wentz did it. Sure. Uh, before he got hurt, Mahomes did it. Lamar Jackson did it. This year is the only year we didn't get that, and it's because well, look at the quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hold out hope because, like I said, I mean, usually in that Murray. second year you see quarterbacks kind of take a dip. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if he can come back next year and put up a similar type of year, then oh my gosh, that's oh, just. Yeah. That's he he could have next year. He could have forty touchdown passes, yeah, and like fifteen picks, four thousand five hundred yards, win MVP. Yep. And the Chargers are ten and six, eleven and five, and they're the matchup with the Chiefs. It's very depressing to think about as a Broncos fan. That's for sure. Um, but before we wrap today's episode, let's get to our picks. Obviously, you won last night with the Chargers. And I had the yeah. Raiders. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is unbelievable. So that puts you at 124 and 83 on the season. That puts me at 139 and 68. You know, we've done really well this year with picks. Oh, yeah. You've just been ridiculous. Oh yeah. No, well, in my in my fan pick 'em, I'm I'm um I'm worse in the fan pick 'em, but Let's see. What am I? What am I at in the fan? I'm I'm at over a hundred in the fan pick'em as well. I'm I've been battling for first with uh, Richie Carney, the producer. So of so Drive. if you had your record in this, you'd be in first. Oh, I'm actually first. I'm actually um I actually have a better record in the fan pick'em. In the fan pick'em, I have 143 oh, okay. wins. So I'm I'm one back of uh, of Richie, who's got 144. So yeah, I'm listen. I'm I'm killing it this year. Yeah, you're having a good year. So, you know, this is what you can expect. You know, I string together seasons now. I'm a, I'm like a perennial all-pro when it comes to this stuff. So, Well, I've only just, seen one good year. I'm like the Justin <laughs> Herbert, and you're like the Drew Locke. I mean, if we're being real here, that's kind of what it is at this point. Okay. So okay. Um, when I take home the championship, which is me stuffing my face in crumble, then you'll know. I mean, if I was a Drew Locke, I wouldn't have 100 wins, but, you know. Oh, see, you didn't have to go there. That was a tip shot. <laughs> Low blow. Low blow. But I set you up, and I was kind of hoping you would go there. Um, is there any uh, hope for It's Denver more here? like, 
It's more like the Mahomes and Rogers for MVP right now. That's right. that's kind of what right. it's at. But I'm the cooler one, so I'm Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you're the old one with the handlebar mustache. You're right. you're Aaron Rodgers. The fact that I just got you to say you're Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm not ashamed. I love that man. <laughs> I, it, it it pains me to say it, but I love him. Uh, it's Jokic, Kampatho, Mahomes. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorites right now. <laughs> uh, Kampatho might be passing Philip Lindsay if Philip doesn't start uh, picking it up here. All right. Yeah. So, uh, but any um, any hope for Denver here? I'm going Buffalo in this one. I mean, I think Denver can win it. Um, I think it, it's a. Uh, it, it's ahead, kind of a there. trap game for Buffalo. I'm not picking them though. I'll, I'll pick Buffalo. Boo. But it, it could be a it could be a trap game. The if Drew Locke does not have a pick, um, no turnovers from the Broncos, they win. But so I if he plays perfect, <laughs> basically the the offense has played perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't think either of us think will happen. Uh, Green Bay versus Carolina. I'm going Green Bay. That's I mean Carolina just completely shot themselves in the foot last week so i don't see that changing in against packers detroit versus tennessee this is kind of a sneaky one um i feel like i wouldn't be surprised if detroit won this game because i feel like tennessee's kind of inconsistent even though they're going to be most likely a playoff team i just like tennessee i just don't know how you stop derrick henry if you're detroit yeah and i think the the titans are inconsistent against good teams um they 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 tend to just beat down the the bad team so uh i'll pick tennessee houston versus indy i know houston has been playing somewhat better um but they lost last week to chicago um which thank you chicago for that you had houston last week um i don't think they bounce back against indianapolis indianapolis has been a kind of a weird team to pick this year too but i think they get the win this week yeah houston's not very good uh if you get blown out by the bears that's hard to do yeah, <laughs> this is very hard to do. Yeah, yeah I'll pick the Colts. Uh, the Jets versus the Rams. Any hope? For By the, the way, Jets? if I was Deshaun Watson, I'd ask for a trade. Oh, yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have signed that deal. Well, that's false. That's a lot of money. Sign that deal. But yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, or at least I would ask for a trade, too. I'm not shocked at that premise. Um, any hope for the Jets? Or are you going Rams? Uh, no, I'll go Rams. Atlanta and Tampa Bay. This is a weird one. You want to talk about a team that's been up and down? It's Tampa. I mean, one moment they look like they could play in the Super Bowl. The next moment, it's like, yeah. ugh, the Broncos lost. They were to my them. pick originally, and I'm completely off Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they have talent. Talent's not the issue, but the defense has kind of fallen apart. Like, remember, everybody was like, oh, this defense is so good, and the defense is just kind of not holding up its end of the bargain. Um, Atlanta did Atlanta things last week, losing the Chargers late. I think Tampa wins this week, though. I think they're the better team. I think they win. Um, Do it. Go, Atlanta. I dare you. The one here's here's the thing. Uh, where is that? Where is Atlanta with? Um, with uh, pass rushing. Because. Oh, sure. uh, let's see. Um. They have a total of how many sacks do they have this year? Um, they have twenty five. Where does that rank in the league? Twenty five sacks. Probably not super. Probably not high. very Probably good. Middle huh? pack. All right, I'll take Tampa Bay. the The one thing Tampa Bay cannot score. Tom Brady has struggled against any team that puts pressure on him. 
Yep. Uh, and if, if you can get pressure on Tom Brady, you're going to hold that, that offense about 17 points, if that. And then I like Atlanta's offense, but I, I just don't think Atlanta can get that pressure on Tampa Bay. So I'll take Tampa Bay. This next game is very interesting. New England versus Miami. Um, New England's just another team. It seems like you know they, they get their, their footing and then they throw out a stinker the next week. Yeah. Miami's playing really well. But something about Bill Belichick and scheming up games for first-year quarterbacks, have they played yet with Tua under center against the Patriots this year? Um, let's see. When did Patriots they... beat the Dolphins in week one. Okay, week one. So that was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I think Miami's the better team. But Bill just knows how to create a game plan. And they're favored, they're favored in this one. Well, actually, so ESPN's matchup predictor has the Patriots as a 52% favorite. But the line is minus three Miami just because they're the home team. Hmm. Dolphins are coming off a win, or excuse me, a loss against the Chiefs. They played well down the stretch of that game. And the Patriots got blown off the face of the earth by the Rams. Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, oh, what's what's the injury report look like? I don't think anybody's on the COVID list for these teams. Uh, yeah, this is tough. Let's see. Lawrence guy. I think Cam Newton's going to start this week, too. Shaq Mason. Jacecki was limited for the Dolphins. Tua was on the injury report, but he's a full participant. Wow, look at Tua's numbers. 114 of 184, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick. That's a really wow. good ratio as well. Um, But that Miami offense isn't great. I think I'm gonna go New England. I just it's something about Bill versus first first year quarterbacks. Yeah, he he's won nine in a row against first year quarterbacks. Um, the only reason why I'm picking the Dolphins though, I do not trust Cam. Um, I don't trust the Patriots offense. The Dolphins defense is really good. It's probably a low scoring game in that case. I think the Dolphins win, so I'll take the Dolphins. I absolutely despise this game. Anytime it involves Minnesota. <laughs> Why? I feel like this game has happened. Oh, yeah. Well, they're the division games. Never mind. Yeah. I was like, didn't this game just happen? <laughs> it feels like it happens every week. It feels like I have to pick this game every single yeah. week. And it's Twilight Zone nightmare. I hate the Vikings. And I hate the Bears as well. I hate picking the, their games. Uh, Minnesota's favored. They're minus three. Uh, <sighs> Dalvin Cook's been playing really well this year. The Bears won game one, 19-13. Yeah, and the Bears are coming off that big win last week. I don't think they can duplicate that. I'm going to go Minnesota, but I, I just I already know I'm going to regret this. Yeah, you always lose those. I'm going to go Bears. Uh, yeah, makes me not happy. Uh, Cleveland versus the Giants. I'm going Cleveland. I don't, I don't think the Giants really have a chance in this one. No, I'll go Cleveland. 
Uh, Seattle versus Washington. I'm not sure Washington has a chance at this one. Even though their uh, defense is really good, though. Yeah, Washington has looked really good lately. I'll take Seattle, but I could see... I Seattle is favored by six. Man. I think it'll be closer than that. Yeah, I think it's closer than that. Yeah. Um, I, I'll take this. I'll take the Seahawks, but yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun game. That might be the best game in the eleven o'clock games. Uh, Baltimore versus Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew uh, get a get a win in his his start. No. Okay. I'm going Baltimore as well. And then from there we go to Philadelphia, Arizona. I'm not sure Hurts uh, can duplicate what he did last week. I'm gonna go uh, Arizona here. Yeah, Arizona needs some win. I'll take Arizona. KC versus New Orleans. Looks like Drew Brees is going to be back this week. Doesn't phase me at all. Kansas City by 47. Yeah, I'll take Kansas City. Um, and then we didn't pick the 49ers-Cowboys game. Yeah, so I have that right here, Sunday Night Football. Uh, oh, that's that's no longer Sunday Night oh, Football. Oh, it's not? Okay. Um, oh, the Cleveland Giants game is Sunday Night Football now. Oh, is it? Wolf. Wow. Uh, Why didn't Fran... they flex the Chiefs Saints one? Maybe, oh, I'm guessing the Chiefs Saints one is because it's CBS, so I'm guessing that's... Uh, yeah, it's like the game of the week. That's probably Nancy, yeah. Tony Romo, yeah. um, San Francisco, Dallas. I'm gonna go San Fran here. I just Dallas is just they're just bad. I mean, so is San Fran, but that's mainly because of injuries. You're going Dallas? No, I'm going San Fran. Oh, you're going San Fran? Yeah. I you know what? I'll take Dallas. I'll go opposite of you on that one. All right. Uh, do you want to wait till Monday to pick Pittsburgh, uh, Cincinnati? I think Pittsburgh needs. I mean, desperately. Yeah, we can both put Pittsburgh. It's... All right. Well, we differ on three games this week. You could cut it to 12 if uh, all goes your way. I've been winning Easy. these ones. These, uh, these, these, I've been. I couldn't, I couldn't quite get it to 11, unfortunately, but no. I can I cut think, it to 12. Uh, I'm confident. The only one I'm not really confident in is that, um, well, I, I, I'm a little on the fence about that New England one, too. But the, the Minnesota yeah. one. Kirk Cousins, please don't let me down this week. But all you know, all three that we that we differ on are all coin flips. Yeah, no, easy, easily. Yeah, they could easily go oh. one way or the other for sure. But I'm hoping Kirk Cousins doesn't let me down. Man, please. it's gonna be. I'm gonna get four wins up this week, and just like that, be within twelve. There goes your twenty. Yeah. Your uh, your second box I was, crumble. I was so close too. <laughs> you were, so but you blew it. You you always do. You always do. I was so close. I didn't blow it. The teams blew it. <laughs> and then we got two weeks after that. I might have to game manage depending on where we're at. And uh... <laughs> no, no, I'm having you pick first. <laughs> You're in the lead. <laughs> pick, pick opposite or pick the same as you. No. Uh, but that's gonna do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you had a blast we did so that's going to do it for us on this friday for brandon stole on the other side i'm stephen preach jr this has been the behind the glass sports podcast